0: And I'm hoping that as you are listening to the worship team this morning, and as you watch, just remember the faces. Just keep them in prayer. Because these are young men that love God, but we all know the, the trials and the temptations and the struggles. And we pray that they continue to follow the heart of God because they're very, ta- very talented, very talented indeed. Well, good morning. Good morning. Pastor Steve is at Medford Assembly this morning. He's doing the pastor's appreciation for Pastor Anthony. And we're continuing in the series that he started last week, God Is. Now, let me just say this. You can take God Is anywhere. You can preach a 100 sermons and still not finish, figure out what God is or who God is. But this morning, I want to talk about God is strong. Now, God is strong can be a good slogan. Can be a good slogan, because we can be able to say, God is strong and, and, and everything else, but Unless God is strong in you, that, that's just a slogan. And when the rubber meets the road, we'll, we'll collapse, or we'll bail out. And when I teach and preach, I always want to teach and preach in such a way that when you leave church, you, go, you leave church with something to use, to something that you can all put in practice uh, Monday morning when you go back to work. And so this morning, I'm gonna be talking about God's, God is strong, but it doesn't, mean a, it doesn't mean a hell of beans if God is not strong in you. We all, all of us know God is strong. How many of us would agree that God is strong? Amen. Yeah? God is strong. He's powerful. We know that. You, you, look, through, you look all through the, uh, all through the Bible, and, and you can see different times when God was strong. We look in the Bible, and when he created mankind and created the world, he showed his power. God created the earth, and he's holding everything in its place. The earth is not close to the sun because we would burn up. Is no further away from the sun, we would freeze. So God exactly put everything together and he shows his greatness and his strength because God is strong. When we see the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, when God destroys Sodom and Gomorrah, we see the power of God comes down and and destroys the whole city. And then there's opportunities when we see the children of Israel going to the promised land that God opens the Red Sea and, and, and lets the children of Israel go across on dry land And we can look at all those stories and say, Yes, God is strong. The question I want to ask this morning is this Is God strong in your life? Because at the end of the day, that's all that's all that matters. You know, we're living in a time, and I think it's a marvelous time to be alive. Marvelous time. We got trials, we got earthquakes, we have all kinds of things going on, heartaches and hardships and This is a marvelous time to be alive. And I'm saying, God, come and, and give us a little bit more hardship and a little bit more trials because that's the time you can be able to show off. You remember the, you remember the prophets of Jehan, and uh, 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 the prophets of Baal and Elijah? Uh, and there was a time in, in, in history, in, in Israel's history, that the people were confused about which God to serve. We're living, like, we're living in that time in America now. Where there's so many gods in America and, 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 and there's so many luxuries in the, going on that people don't know, well, I, I'll come to church today, but I won't come tomorrow. I, I'll go over there today. And, I'll go, and, and, and people are so laid back and, and people are saying, well, I, all gods lead to the same, all roads lead to the same God. And we're living in a time where people are so confused because why? They don't know which God is God. And like the days of Elijah, Elijah got so fed up with that. And finally Elijah says, may the God that answers with fire be God. And we're living in a time when we, and that's the kind of reaction that we as Christians need to have. We need to have a time when people are saying, okay, is there a clear distinction between your God and everybody else's God? And all through the Bible when our God showed up he always showed up when things were difficult when things were hard when people had no one they could depend on but God. And I'm fed up with people trying to figure out which God it is so I'm saying God bring it on. Bring it on. little persecution is good for the church and everyone said you better believe it. Do you understand me? But that's the only way our God is going to be seen in our time. When something happens in such a way that only God, and I'm not talking about on a national scale, scale, I'm talking about in the individual lives of everyone that comes to Bethlehem Assembly. If that's the case, Pastor, I'm going to a new church next week. Do you understand me? Because I think the next move of God is not coming from a national stage. It's coming from a local stage. When people see people in our community radically transformed, when people see your life radically transformed, so that they can be able to sit back and say, Look, I don't agree with everything she says or everything he says, but one thing I do admire, I love the way they live their lives. There's so much power. There's so much of an anointing. There's so much strength in their life. There's so much peace and joy in their lives. They're going through hell, but look how they handle the trials. God wants to be able to boast through your life. So we're talking about God is strong. A strong God. Outside of Jesus. Jesus. I think the the individual that has influenced my Christian development more than any other individual is King David. And I wanna encourage you. You get an opportunity, go study the life of David, because David was not a perfect man. He was just like us. And that's a good thing to, to remember, but oh, how God used him in so many ways. But there's some things we can learn from David that will help us develop a strong mentality. A strong mentality that says, not only is God strong, but God is strong in me. God is strong in me. If we look at the story in a minute, I want you to, in fact, I want you to turn in your Bibles to First Samuel chapter 17. We're going to spend all our time this morning in First Samuel 17. And we're going to work our way through different parts of the story. It's the story of David and Goliath. You know, some of us, we've, we, if you've been in the church long enough, we've learned this story from kindergarten. It's, oh, pastor, I know this story. But l- l- let me say this way. There are, some, there are some things in this story that when you and I tap into and you and I start to understand how David handled his Goliath, you and I will realize that when our time comes to handle the Goliath, we will be ready and equipped to handle him. So turn to me the first Samuel chapter 17. And while you're turning there, let, let me just set the stage. David has been anointed king of Israel. And as soon as he was anointed king of Israel, he went back to the mountain and he was mining the sheep and looking after the goats and, and everything that needed to do. And all of a sudden, the Philistines attacked Israel. And when they attacked Israel, they came and, and the two armies set up a battle array across, and across a valley on the east side. And, and every morning they would get up and yell and scream, we're going to fight, we we'll fight. And, and they would go to the photograph and make all this noise about how great God is and how strong their God is, but then the Philistines would send out their champion named Goliath. And Goliath will walk up, up to the battlefield and he would cry out and he would curse the children of Israel, curse their God, and tell them how weak and feeble they were. And these guys that would come out every morning and be yelling, our oh, God is strong, our oh, God is this, all of a sudden when Goliath shows up, they, they, they have to swallow their tongue. Because they, they, they talked a good talk But they weren't able to walk the walk We're living in a time In, in, in our 21st century as Christians As you and I We either got to put up Or shut up Oh, can you handle truth this morning? Amen. Shake your head yes. yes It doesn't matter it's coming Whether you like it or not <laughs> But listen to me carefully This is the time that as Christians We have to show up and, and, and if our God is strong, then show it. Oh, we need to shut up and go back in our places and be quiet. But the children of Israel coming into this battle are yelling and screaming. And then when Goliath would show up, they would shrink back and say, Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then Goliath would challenge them and says, if you are so powerful, if you believe in your God so much, send me a man. To come and fight me. And if he wins, all of Philistine will bow down and, and, and serve you. But if I win, you'll bow down and worship us. And, but, but when the time came, no one, no one had the courage to step up. So the Philistines would laugh at them the same way most of America laughs at the church. They say their God is powerful. They say their God is strong. They say their God can deliver them. They say their God is a good God. But as far as we can see, they are weak. And it's in that setting that David arrives. David arrives at the battlefield and, and he goes to, to see his brothers and he goes to see the army and, and the supply and he walks into it and all of a sudden, as David arrives, Goliath comes up and he's taunting the Israelites again. This is after 40 days now. 40 days. He's been taunting them. David arrives on the scene and he hears what Goliath is saying and, he's, and he starts to boil on the inside. And he says, how can this man defy the God of Israel? And the soldiers said, well, have you seen the size of the man? Here, here, listen to me carefully. When the size of your trouble is bigger than the size of your God, you are in trouble. And some of us, we walk around as though the size of our troubles are bigger than the size of our God. And as long as you cannot see that your God is bigger, you will always retreat when Goliath shows up in your life. So this morning what we're talking about is this. I want your God God awareness to grow from here to here. Because only when your God awareness is like this can God use you. So David shows up on the scene. And the, and the soldiers are saying, man, David, the king says if anyone can kill Goliath, he can have his, one of his beautiful daughters and he, can, he doesn't have to pay taxes for the rest of his life. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'll take it just for the last one. He can have the king's daughter, one of the king's daughters, and he doesn't have to pay taxes for the rest of his life. Only if someone can kill Goliath. so David is listening to all this and, and David is talking. He said, how can he defy? And, and, and uh, who, who's afraid? Why are you afraid? I can t-, and, and he keeps talking and talking. And then there are three obstacles that come to challenge David, that come to intimidate David, to make David think that his God is not big enough. To handle Goliath, and there's three things that you and I need to be aware of that we have to smash the barrier and smash through them so that people do not intimidate us. The first thing David had to overcome is in verse 28. So go to uh, First Timothy, uh, First Samuel, chapter 17, verse 28. I took some of this, the, the reading from the New Living Translation, but you follow it all in your, in your Bible translation, because every single one of us should have a Bible. Amen. Listen to me carefully, lift your head up, look at me. When it's time for war, don't come and say, Pastor, can I borrow your Bible? No, I'm gonna say they can shoot you, I'm staying alive. <laughs> Do you understand me? There is no excuse that you don't have a Bible. Now we've got it on our phones. You can take it everywhere you go. I've given you the scriptures, God, so you can either write them down or put them in your notes on the phone. You can even carry your notes on the phone. You can carry your Bible on your phone. Three things that David has to overcome, starting from verse 28 of of chapter 17 of 1 Samuel. But when David's oldest brother, Eliabad, heard David talking to the men, he was angry. What are you doing here anyway, he demanded. What about those few sheep you're supposed to be taking care of? I know your pride and deceit. You just want to see the battle. The first thing David had to overcome was this, jealous people. If you not want if you don't want people to intimidate you you have to be able to overcome people that are around you that are jealous of you and some of those people are sometimes those of your own household sometimes it's your brother or your sister or your husband or your wife or sometimes it's the people that are around you that say they are close friends but they are secretly or openly jealous David comes to the battle and all he wants to do is find out what's going on and his brother gets intimidated because why? He was probably there when David was anointed king and he thought he should have been king. Remember when Samuel walked in the house and and Jesse passed his sons before Samuel? The first guy to go was Elabid he was the first to come and when Samuel saw him he said man this guy is handsome this guy is strong this must be the next king and God whispered to Samuel man looks on the outward appearance but God checks out the
1: heart."
0: God already knew the jealousy that was in him before he even manifested the jealousy that's why he wasn't picked to be king And he's jealous. You have people in your life that will try to stop you because they are jealous and they will say, What are you doing here? You should be doing this, you should be doing this, and and they don't they don't know that God is about to promote you. You go into the office, and the boss comes in and asks a question, and your supervisor doesn't know the answer. And then the boss says, Well, is there anyone else who knows? And you shoot your hand up and you give the answer, and, 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 and the boss says, Man, that is wonderful. You should be the supervisor. And then you turn, you look at your supervisor. The nastiness on her face. <laughs> Why? Jealous. And if God is going to be strong in you, you have to overcome jealous people. There's another thing that David had to overcome. And uh, 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 not, uh, not just uh, jealous people. Go to, go to verse 33, same chapter, chapter 17. And just, be, just, be, just before you get to 33, David is so talking so much among the soldiers that the king hears about it, and they bring him before Saul. And Saul, and David says to Saul in verse 32 of, 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 of 1 Samuel 17, don't worry about this Philistine, David said to Saul, I'll go and fight him. Now look at verse 33. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way. There's no way. Uh, Another translation in verse 33 says, uh, you are not able. Point number two. The second group of people that uh, that David had to overcome were people that were going around and telling you, you can't do it. How many of you have had people say you can't do it? You need to be able to smash through that and say, no, in Christ I can do all things. Do do you understand what I'm saying? David, Saul says to David, because why? Saul is looking at his own imperfections and he's trying to project that onto David. And so when David says, I have trust in God, I will go fight him. Saul saying, you can't. You can't, you're just a boy. And this man has been a a warrior from his youth. David, you can't, you're just a boy. If you had one minute, have you ever met a boy with a lion heart? A lion hearted boy? Have you ever met a boy that acts better than a man? You know, people come up to me and pastor said, I've been in the church 50 years. I said, so what? Well, God, pastor, I'm mature. I've been here 50 years. Well, if you were mature, why is your attitude still stinks? It's not how long you've been in the church. It's how much the word is in you that you are practicing. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? How much of the word you are practicing. So you, we can have 78-year-old babies. And that's just nasty nobody wants a 78-year-old baby. The older you get, the sweeter you should be because Jesus is more and more in you. The older you get, by the time you hit 70, you should be sweet. I saw Mike Barton's mother's, uh, mother's here. She, she's over 100 years old. By the time you get to 100, if you're not nice... They will stuff you in a home and leave you there. (laughs) Do you understand? It's not how much you know, it's how much you are practicing. David had to overcome people that were telling him, you can't do it. Is there a dream? Is there something God has placed in your heart? That's right, girl. If there's something that God has deposited in you that is so big that every time you tell someone, they're always telling you you can't do it. First of all, stop telling people. One of Joseph's problems was that he told his cantanguous brothers his dream. Sometimes when God gives you something, shut up. You and God walk. Just like when a woman's giving birth, she 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 she, I don't give birth, so if I say it wrong, forgive me. But but the thing is developing on the inside of her. She doesn't give birth in three weeks. She doesn't give birth in six months. She hopefully carries it the whole term until the dream is fully. That just doesn't look good. Do you understand? Until that dream is fully developed before you can give birth to it. But David comes up against authority, and authority, that's even worse. When authority, when people above you say you can't do it, you just have to remember in your head, in your heart, who told you you can do it? It was God. Forget about everybody else. So, David had to overcome people that were jealous and, 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 and people that were, 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 were who doubted him. The other thing he had to overcome was this people who wanted to take, how can I put this? People who wanted to take credit for your success. That's why you and I have to be very careful who we allow to speak into our lives and who we allow to bless us. Because a lot of times, a blessing. For some people, has a string attached to it. And some people are strategic. They will bless you now because they know in six years from now. So sometimes when someone comes up to you and says, hey, I, I got this for you, you need to say thank you. Well, don't you like it? Not yet, I do, but thank you very much. Saul was, was one of these. Saul, after David was trying to convince him that he could go fight, fight Goliath, Saul says, you know what, okay, let me, let, let's see, the only way you're going to be able to fight Goliath is I have to equip you to fight Goliath. Notice what it says there in, in, in uh, verse 38, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 38. So when Saul finally says, okay, you can go fight, notice what Saul does in verse 38. Then Saul gave David his own armor. Then Saul gave David his own armor. Then Saul gave David his own armor. Lift your head up one minute. Then Saul gave David his own armor. If David had won the battle in Saul's armor, guess who would have got the credit? You don't go to war in someone else's armor. You don't. You can't say, "Hey, how did God deliver you?" And then I will copy what God did for you. No, that's how God did it for them. How does God want to do it for you? David puts on Saul's armor and takes Saul's so, uh, sword, and he's trying to. And then the Bible says he tried to walk in someone else's armor. What does that mean? That means you and I cannot be lazy. You should stop saying, Pastor, tell me what to do and I will do it. If you do that, a man or woman of God will manipulate you. No, it is your battle. You get ready to fight. Well, well, Pastor, uh, 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 then die. Because there are some battles you no one can fight but you. That means God expects us to mature. To mature. And we're going to talk about the secret of David's victory over Goliath in a minute. But I want to talk about these obstacles because if you let people be, who are jealous stop you, if you let people who doubt you stop you, if you let people who want to take the credit from you stop you, Every time Goliath comes, you will run away. And and here's, here's the other thing. Whether now or later, every single one of us, look at me, every single one of us, at some time or another in your life, will come up against a Goliath. I'll be honest with you. Before you leave this earth, Sometime or another, you will come up against a Goliath. And in that moment, it will be your make or break time. But we have some strings out of David's life here that will help us and equip us to be ready for those times. Because I know some of you are already in that moment. So David puts, uh, Saul, uh, David puts on Saul's armor and everything, and the Bible says, to, he turns around to Saul and says, Saul, I can't go in your armor because I have never tested the armor. You can't get into trouble and say, Pastor, what's the scripture verse for this? Mama, what's the scripture verse you used to use for this? No, when you are in the middle of the battle, you need to know how to wield your sword. Amen. You need to know how to defend yourself and then you need to know how to attack. Amen. If all you're doing is defending yourself, defending yourself, you get tired. You need to know how to do it. You need to know that God in you is big enough and strong enough Amen. Amen. that we can attack. because your God is strong. Amen. But then how do we go from a slogan to reality? That's what, that's what Christianity is all about. How do you go from a slogan? How do you go from a scripture verse being on your Bible to the scripture verse being in you? Well, first of all, we've got to start meditating on our God. There's a couple of scriptures that i that i that i wrote down when i was preparing the sermon here uh, uh one of the scriptures is, is is romans eight eleven. there you go they threw it up look at this scripture the spirit of god who raised jesus from the dead lives in you when i first when i first got this scripture in my, in my spirit i started yelling and screaming do, do you know what it says? Let, let's look at it. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead. Look at me. Can you imagine the power and the anointing that was needed to raise Jesus from the dead? The Bible says that same power lives in you. Hallelujah. Take, take your hand and put, put, put your hand on your stomach. Put your hand in your stomach. Say the same, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, from the dead. Lives, in me. lives in me, therefore, therefore a, strong God a strong God lives, God. lives, in, me. lives in me, therefore, therefore I am strong. strong. None of this namby-pamby, oh, I don't know, and <laughs> yeah, I got attacked, the enemies on my back. There's none of that sissified and and all that thing. You don't hear David, oh, he's going to chop me up and kill me and feed my flesh. There's none of that thing. There is a strongness. Because why? When you start to realize that the the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in me, there is absolutely nothing, nothing that can come against you that you don't have the power to take care of it. But, but, but again, but that scripture has to get into here. Has to get in you. Here's another scripture, Hebrews 11.6. Hebrews 11.6, it's coming. Hebrews 11.6, there you go. Here's another scripture we need to get on the inside. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Yeah? For he who comes to God must believe that he is. Don't, stop, don't get to reward in a minute. Let's start right here. The God you pray to, do you believe he's God? Amen. Don't, don't, don't say anything, just take it in. Because the the way you walk, the way you talk, the way we carry ourselves, the way we walk in authority, all depends on who we think God is. I can stand up here and say God is strong, but if there's no evidence in my life that my God is strong, then why would anyone want to follow our God? But without faith it's impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. What kind of God we have? A rewarding God. He's a good God of those who diligently, not part-time, not part-time. If the only time you see God is on Sunday morning, you are part-time. Nothing's going to happen of those who diligently seek him. He who comes to God must believe that he is. He's what? He is God. See, what we're trying to do this morning is build up on the inside of you a God factor, a strong factor, a roaring lion on the inside of you that when Goliath comes, he thinks twice before he comes to your house. In fact, when he's thinking about it, he goes to your neighbor, not you. <laughs> One more scripture. 1 John 1.1. Good scripture. But you belong to God. But you belong to God. But you belong to God. Who do you belong to? God. How do you act like it? Are you sassy like a Christian? Are you sassy like like you are a child of God? Or are you, uh, nothing good ever happens to me. <laughs> but you belong to God, my dear children. Uh, you, have, you have already won the victory over these people. You have already won the victory over these, you have already won the victory. Yeah. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, stop just a minute. But you have already won the victory. That is faith talk. Amen. Pastor, uh, I, I'm about to lose my job. You have already got a new job. Amen. Pastor, my son is not serving the Lord. You ha- your son is already worshiping Christ. You have already won the victory over these people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Greater is he that is in you. That's why I had you put your hand on your stomach. I want you to have a God consciousness that the one that lives in you is greater, far greater, far greater than he who's coming against you. So David had to overcome all these obstacles uh, uh, about people who are jealous about him, people who doubted him, people who want to take the credit for their success. Yeah. But the question is, what I want to ask this morning is this, do you believe, are you convinced that the God you serve is a strong God and it's the right God Because how you believe and how you get these scriptures on the inside of you is how you will walk. And I will say to you in, our ta- in the times we're living, God doesn't just need pastors. He needs every Christian in the body. Because the next revival is not coming from a national scene. The next revival is coming from a local scene. Individual people that you know. Neighbors that are ungodly and demonic that God will use you pastor I ain't going over there they're full of the the devil well take something there with you the reality is that God wants to be to use each one of us every single person is valuable to the kingdom of God that's why a church that does not grow disciples will eventually die that's why you can go to some churches and, and they want the pastor to do everything Pastor, clean the church. Pastor, wash the dishes. Pastor, do this. Pastor, do this. Pastor, do that. Pastor, come to pray for me. Pastor, come do this. Pastor. And the pastor who's insecure is running all over the place because why? He wants people to like him. And sometimes I just got to turn around and tell people, you do it yourself. You lazy Why? Because I can't wear your armor. I can't wear your armor. So I have to train you as a general to you for you to be able to use your armor. So that when the fight comes, we're standing back to back. You're, you're behind me, I'm behind. And we're fighting back to back. And when the enemy attacking, I'm killing some, you're killing some. But I can be killing some and you're saying, Pastor, help me. Kill, kill the person, kill them. Come get Pastor, come get them. No, kill him. At least I know I'm on my own. <laughs> Do you understand? But when I'm standing with I want someone who is strong with me. I want someone that got my back. I I I, 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 I have someone like Bobby Fowley on my back. I want someone over here like Leslie Fowley. I want someone over here like Sandra Shanghai. I want some people here like Ethel Walker. I surround myself with people who know how to fight. So that we fight together. So David had to overcome all these obstacles. But here's the thing, here's the thing that excites me the most is this. And as I was studying David's life, I started to realize you can start to tell when God is strong in someone's life by a couple of things that I found out when I'm studying this thing and I'm going to share with you this morning because this is how all of us, me included, this is how all of us can learn how to be stronger so that when Goliath comes, we're not running, Goliath is running. Pastor, did I hear you say that right? Yes. You don't run Goliath runs. So let's, let's get into it. I, I noticed that you can always tell when God is strong in a person's life uh, by, from, look at verse 34. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 34. And we're going to read a little bit. 34 all, all the way down to 37. So the setting here is, is, is that Saul has told David he can't and David now is trying to convince him that he can. Right? So we pick it up in verse 34. But David said to Saul, actually, you know what? I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation. Don't usually use it, but I, I love the way they brought it out in, in the New Living Translation and it's on the screens if you want to you follow as well. But David persisted. Oh, that's a good word right there. When people say you can't, do you fold up? When people are jealous of you, do you back up? When people say you can't, do you, say, do, you, do you surrender and say, well, if they think I can't do it, then I can't do it. No, David persisted. There was a tenacity about David. There was a strength about David. David would not be moved. But David persisted, and this is what he says. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. He said, when when a lion or bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and I rescue the lamb from the mouth. I like this guy. You know, every time I read this, there's something roaring on the inside of me. That's that fighting spirit. I said, go get him, David. Do you understand me? But notice what it says. David says, "When, when when the lion or the bear comes and takes the lamb, I go after him. Man, if God has blessed you with something, you don't let someone come and steal it. Someone jumps into your house to attack you, you're going to sit there and say, oh, well, may the Lord bless you and keep you. <laughs> no, you knock the socks out of that guy. We'll go to court later. David said, when someone came and took something, something for me, I went after them. Verse thirty-five. I go, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the if the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. Listen, do you do you hear any weakness in the man here? Do do you see how he deals with lion? He said David says I I go after the lamb and I I go after the lion that has the lamb and I take the lamb and I'm not going to do anything to the lion. I just want my lamb back. But if that lion turns on me, heaven help him. I'm going to kill him. Do, do you see the aggressiveness in it? Do you see the, 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 the potential? Do you, think that, do you see the aggressiveness of how David is going after this thing? That is what's building confidence in him. David said he took the lamb. I went after the lamb. But if he turns on me, heaven help him. I'm going to take him out. Verse 35, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. Oh, I'm in the wrong translation, let's, let's go back. Uh, uh, I have done this to both lions and bears and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too for he has defiled the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Point number one. You can notice when someone is strong, when God is strong in someone's life, when they can tell you what God brought them through. The reason why David was strong in this thing is because David went back and he remembered. He remembered the bear. He remembered the lions. He remembered how God rescued him. And in David's mind, Goliath was no different than a lion. When is God strong in you? When you can go back and remember your story how God healed you of cancer, how God healed you from depression. How God delivered you from, from a broken relationship. How God rescued you from your husband. Rescued you from your wife. Rescued you from different things. How God, when you didn't have a job, God opened a way for you to get a job. How God did what he did in you. Do you remember? You remember we used song, sing that song when we were younger? Uh, 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 um, Count your many blessings, name them one by one count your many blessings see what has done count your blessings name them one by one that's the reason it wasn't just a good nursery right It was for you to remember, remember what I brought you through, Henry. Remember how I brought you through the war. Remember how I brought you through starvation. Remember how I brought you through the drought. Remember how I rescued you from this and rescued you from that. When you remember there is no Goliath in hell, that can intimidate you. So David gets to this place. Yeah, stop. David gets to this place and David says to Saul, I remember. The reason why no one in the Israeli army could do it because none of them could remember. I was suffice that none of them had a story. Do you have a story of what God has brought you through? And if you don't have a story, then your prayer should be, God, give me an opportunity to kill a lion. <laughs> I saw some of oh, uh, pastor, I don't want to do that. I saw it, as soon as I said it, I saw people's face drop. Because you, you see, we used to sing that song, uh, through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God through it all, through it all. I've learned to depend upon his. I don't depend on my check. I don't, I don't depend on my work. I don't depend. I've learned to depend. See, nowadays when we sing that song, it's around it all, around it all. I've learned to not trust Jesus around it all. Because we don't want to go through anything anymore. We want to go around it. Pastor, pray that so this trial can go around. Pray, pray that I, I can stay away from it. Pray that nothing happens. Pray that how in the world are you going to be sure if every time you're going around it david said i remember the lion and i remember the bear and i, I remember going after it and some of them will walk and then some of them will be frisky and turn them against me and i will stand up to that thing and clobber it to death he probably taught every other lion you don't come this way what how, how, what did david do he learned he had a story his story and his story gave him the faith and trust in god what, what else do we get out of this thing let, let, let's get into this thing so David, David learns that, that, that he, he tells Saul how God brought him through. Here's another thing I've noticed that When someone has a strong God on the inside of their lives, I, I, I noticed in, 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 in verse 45, you can tell when someone's strong is the way they speak when Goliath shows up in their lives. The way they speak. Some people, when Goliath shows up, they talk about Goliath all day long. Oh, pastor, the devil's after me. The devil's this and the devil's that. And oh, can you pray? Can you come cast down the devil? And all their talk is about the devil. Notice what David said in, in, in verse uh, 45. Verse 45. Verse 45, David at this place, David had. had, Saul has let him go, he's gone down to the the battle and he's got his staff and his stone and his sling and he's gone down and Delilah is just cursing the living daylight out of him, cursing his God and and saying, I will rip you out. I will spit you out, I will cut you out, I will give your bodies to to the fowl of the air and, and by the time I finish, they won't even know you existed. All the ways to intimidate. You would, think, you would think that this giant of a hunk of a guy, he's spewing all this language, and you would think he'd be falling back and, and falling back and, and falling back and, and falling back. David walks up like this to the man. This is what it says. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Verse 46, This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth shall know. That all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Oh, yeah, 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 that's good. It's good, but listen, listen carefully. We clap to that, but what do you say to your Goliath when he comes up? Uh Uh Pastor, my husband is impossible. Speak to the Goliath and don't curse him. Pastor, I mean, an impossible. What, what do you speak when Goliath shows up? When there's something impossible for is going on and you know in your own sense you can't do it, what do you do? How do you speak? David turns to Goliath and says, yeah, you may be big and stronger, but listen to me carefully. I don't come in my own strength. I come in the name of the Lord. And by the way, by the time you are knocked out, I am going to kill you. Not only am I going to kill you, I'm going to chop your head off and I'm going to leave your body to the carcass of the earth so that all the world may know. Listen to me. Why does God want to give you victory? So that everyone on your block, everyone in your family, everyone at work, everyone you come in contact with will be able to say, wow, look at her God. God wants to be able to boast through you. He wants to be able to boast through you. So that every time you win a battle, every time you are successful, people are stepping back and saying, wow. You've been married how long 45 years and you still love her people look at you and say wow you say what well, God healed you of cancer Wow you found a man that has a job Wow So David comes to that place and, 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 and he's able to speak to Goliath. But there's just one more, one more thing I want to add to this. Uh, 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 you can tell when someone has a strong God, when God is strong in them, when... when how, can I, how can I put this? Okay, yes Lord. When they know who to give the glory to. that you said that the whole world may know verse 47 says and then the whole assembly shall know that the Lord does not say through sword and spear for the battle is the Lord and he will give it into our hands when David won the victory guess who he gave the glory to God that's why nobody has come to your rescue right now and you're wondering where are my friends Where, where, where are my loved ones where are my relatives? Where are the people when, I, when they were going through something, I was there. Now that I'm going through something, where are the people that says, you can call me when, you, when, when you're in trouble? Don't get ticked off with them. God is deliberately doing it. Because he wants you and him to walk through this valley so that when you get out of the valley, you can be able to come to church and say it was all God. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? But, but if you don't understand that you'll get upset when people don't, are not there when, you're, when you need them when I, if I'm ever laying in the hospital I told people all the time I told my buddy Petey all the time if I'm ever living in, laying in the hospital and you want to come and pray for me you better be ready But if you come start with your nonsense oh God he was such a good man and, and don't let him die and I'll just say get out of my room I'll see you later <laughs> I don't want that no, I want Bob Fowley to walk up in the room and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, you, get up. Mm, I like that kind of treatment. Remember that, Bob. I, re- I like that kind of treatment. I want someone to walk in with some faith. Pastor? Yes, Bobby. What are you doing here? I'm sick, Bobby. What do you mean you're sick? <laughs> I'm sick, Bobby. Have mercy on me. Be nice. I'm your pastor. <laughs> I need you to slap me on my head and say, Henry, yes, in the name of Jesus, get out of this bed. Do you understand me? A strong God. Strong God. But the only reason God was strong in David, because he had a record of God's faithfulness. David learned to speak to his Goliaths. When the enemy puts a thought in your mind, you don't just sit there and take the thought, no. You take captive of that thought and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I refuse that thought. When the Bible says, when the the enemy whispers in your mind, you are good for nothing, you take captive of that thought and say, no, in the name of Jesus, I'm not good enough. I'm a child of God. I have the spirit of God living in me. I have the greater one in me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I had the mind of Christ. When someone says, you are ugly. (laughs) I was gonna say something about what (laughs) say said. Even if it's true. Even if it's true. You need to say, God creates beautiful things beautiful things and what may be ugly to you may be beautiful to someone else everyone got their level of beauty but guys here's the thing i'm going to say as i start to wrap up here we know god is strong we really do i'm going to have the worship team make their way back up here but guys listen to me carefully we know, we all know that God is strong. That is something we will learn when we we're on our, our mother's knees. God is strong. We know that. But in our time and in the time that we're living, it doesn't matter how strong God is unless He's strong in you. Unless He's strong in you. That's why the Bible says, don't forsake the assembling of the saints. Because sometimes all of us, look at me, all of us, all of us have our weak times. All of us have our weak times. All of us have our fleshy times, right? You'll be surprised how quick this pastor can curse if you get me on the wrong day. You say, well, pastor, you curse? Absolutely. Do I try not to? Yes. Pastor can't be cursing. But all of us have our time when we, that's why you need to have someone that will come alongside you who is strong. That when you're weak, they can come out and say, come on, come on, come on, we can do this together. Do you understand? But, but if you're weakened and, and she's weakened and then he's weakened and he's weak and he, who's gonna pull who up? That's why church is so important. That's why Bible study is so important. That's why getting into the word is so important. So that word have I hid in my heart that I won't sin against you. I, ha- I hide that word. I use it in my everyday living. The strength of God rises up on the inside. I see God being victorious in my life day in and day out, day in and day out. And every lion that I kill is just one more victory. Every bear that I kill is one more victory. So that when Goliath comes, I will treat Goliath just as I treated the lion and the bear. But if you've never killed a lion, how in the world will you kill Goliath? And so on this journey called life, what God is trying to do for all of us for all of us for those on the main floor of the balcony and those in the cafe and those that are watching on live stream for all of us what God is trying to do for his body is to allow his body individually one by one and collectively go through things that we get opportunities to kill lions in our life and so when a trial comes don't go round it Don't go find a man of God or a woman of God or a pastor and say, Pastor, pray that God will take me out. No, find a pastor that will say, Pastor, pray that God gives me the strength to go through this and come out on the other side victorious. Because every line you kill and every bay you kill, Goliath will mean nothing to you. Why don't you stand to our feet with me? The reason why David was strong is because he realized he had a strong God. And in David's life, there was nothing bigger than God. It didn't didn't matter how big, how wide, how fierce didn't matter to David because David was always comparing his trials with how big his God is and as long as you are your eyes are fixed on Jesus you will remember that Jesus is bigger stronger than any trial that you may go through and then when you can do that all fear goes Or intimidation goes. Or wanting to please other people. It goes. Because you don't become a people pleaser anymore. Because the only person you want to please. Is God. So you say pastor. I've heard it this morning. And and something's roaring on the inside of me. I, I want that kind of spirit. I want that kind of. Tenacity and and strength that David portrayed in the word I want that kind of tenacity and strength so that when I walk through not only can I walk through my own valleys but I can help other people walk through their valleys that's when you know you're growing you know when you're growing when you can go you can be going through a valley and you can recognize someone else going through a valley and you can say hey babe come here let me walk with you and they look at you and say, well, you're going through so much. You're going through this. You're going through that. You're going through all the other things. And you turn around and say, hey, my God has got my stuff. I'm walking with you. You say, Pastor, I just want some prayer this morning. What we're going to do this morning, I want you to, in a minute I'm going to have you come out of your seat and just, line up here, line up here. The, the good thing about it is this, that this is why we are family. That's why you can come to church every Sunday. You come bruise and all this things, and you walk however you walk in dragging like this so that when you come here the spirit of God can pick you back up fill you afresh again and then say go back out there look for some lions look for some bears look for some giants and what I have given you give to other people so if you want a little prayer this morning That will come and strengthen you You just need some strength Come on up Move out of your seat Come on out of your seat Just line up here Make your way up here And we're going to sing a song don't, For the rest of us Don't go away we, we got plenty of time You know i never keep you longer than you should But there's a song I want us to sing Because I don't know about you But this song I, I'm no longer a slave So <laughs> Sophia I don't know. I don't know about you, but every time we sing the song, I'm over here singing and right in front of me, and I'm yelling and screaming and out of tune and uh, losing my voice because why? The words bear witness with the Spirit of God in you. It's God, the Spirit, God, the Father, bearing witness with your Spirit that the words you are singing are exactly who you are. I'm no longer a slave to fear. So, us my worship leader here Anthony come on take us into this place and while we're singing you go into worship we'll come back and pray dismiss everyone else and we, we can go home and eat Anthony you me hallelujah yes Lord you
1: surround me with song
0: come on let's sing it to God this morning from my enemies all my fears. that's the way we get rid of fear declare it I'm
1: no longer a slave to fear yes Lord. I am a child of God I'm no longer I'm no longer
0: this song listen to me
1: carefully
0: listen to me carefully it's not how big God is to everybody else it's how big is God to you How strong is he for you? What do you see with your eyes? Do you see problems that are bigger than your God or do you see God that is bigger than your problems? It's all about perspective. But when you remember a song like this that I'm no longer a slave to fear because I am a child of God remember that walk in that Father we thank you that you are a good God and so it's with that understanding and that revelation this morning that we leave this place not only declaring that God is strong but declaring that God is strong in me in my life and throughout any circumstances that I may go through so with that knowledge we leave this place Send us out for another week. Help us to check out the lions and bears that come into our lives. And then when Goliath shows up, help us to remember that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. And everyone say, Amen. God bless you. See you next week.